بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سورة التغابن سورة التغابن is also a مدني سورة and parts of it it is said that they may be مكي بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض whatever that is in the heavens and whatever that is in the earth is يسبح لله it is exalting Allah glorifying Allah, declaring Allah's perfection. How? By obeying and serving Allah. Doing what Allah wants it to do. So what are we going to do? Will we not do the same? Do tasbih of Allah through our words and also declare His perfection by obeying Him and doing what He is pleased with? Spending our time and our lives doing what Allah wants us to do? Lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu. To him belongs dominion. Everything is his. He has the absolute ownership, possession, sovereignty, power of governance and dispensation over everything. Everything is his. Wa lahul hamd. And for him is all praise. He is deserving of it. لَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ And He is over all things competent. This is Allah, your Lord. What are you doing for Him? هُوَ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ It is He who has created you. He is the one who has made you. You belong to Him. You are His creation. فَمِنْكُمْ كَافِرٍ So among you is who? is kafir, the one who disbelieves in Allah, rejects Him. وَمِنْكُمْ And yes, there are among you who is mu'min, the believer, the one who believes in Allah. Allah owns everyone, and He made them. Yet, amongst people, there are those who end up becoming kafir. As the Prophet ﷺ said that, كُلُّ مَوْلُودٍ يُولَدُ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ Every child is born upon the fitra. Meaning with iman. But then what happens? It's the family, they make him of the Yahud or the Nasara. So Allah made you, and among you there are those who become kafir, and among you there are those who are believers. Wallahu bima ta'amaluna basir. And Allah is watching everything that you do. He is watching everything you do. Khalaqa samawati wal arda. It is He who has created the skies and the earth. He is the Creator. He created you, and He also created the heavens and the earth. How did He create the heavens and the earth? Bilhaq, in truth. What does this mean? Bilhaq, with truth, meaning for a just cause. Some people wonder, why did Allah create everything? Well, He had all the right. He had every right to make what He made. Sometimes a person wonders, well, I don't want to be in this test. No. Allah has all the right to make you and put you in this test, this test of life. خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ بِالْحَقِّ Because He has created all of this with truth, meaning with justice. He has not been unfair at all. He has created everything the way it should have been created. وَصَوَّرَكُمْ And He has formed you. He gave you your surah, your form, your shape. فَأَحْسَنَ صُوَرَكُمْ And then He made your surah أَحْسَنْ he made it well. He made it beautiful. Suwar is the plural of surah. So, ahsana suwarakum, what does it mean? We think that ihsan is just 
to do something beautifully. It doesn't just mean beautiful. Because people read this ayah and they say, well, everybody is not beautiful. Yes, we have our standards of beauty and ugliness. And some people we declare them to be beautiful and other people we declare them to be not beautiful. And it's amazing how in certain cultures, certain things are considered beautiful. And those same things are considered ugly or not so beautiful in other cultures. I remember somebody once told me, I don't know if it's true, but somebody once told me that in a certain culture, those women are considered more beautiful who have larger bodies. Right? I mean, I've heard of it. Allahu a'lam. But in other cultures, women with larger bodies, they're not considered beautiful at all. Right? It's amazing. So the thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created everything how? With ihsan. And ihsan, yes, it means beauty, but not just beauty. Ihsan also means excellence. Itqan. He has made your forms with excellence. Strong and proper, the way they should have been. And really, if you think about it, no matter how a person's physical features are, you could label them as beautiful, you could label them as ugly, but regardless of how they are, the human body, right, compared to other bodies, other creatures, is still the best. Isn't it? It's still the best. أَحْسَنَ صُوَرَكُمْ So what are you doing with this body? وَإِلَيْهِ الْمَصِيرِ And to him is the final destination. In these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions His favors upon us. Why? So that we have the eagerness to, to worship Him, to serve Him. يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ He knows whatever there is in the heavens and the earth. You can't hide anything from Him. He knows your actions, He knows your words. وَيَعْلَمُ And He knows مَا تُسِرُّونَ Whatever you conceal. وَمَا تُعْلِنُونَ And whatever you reveal. You can't keep anything a secret from Allah. You can't. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ And Allah is knowing of that which is in the chests. Why should He not know? He is the Creator after all. What does this mean? Allah's knowledge is complete, perfect, all-encompassing. It includes everything from the bigger details to the most subtle. He knows the external and the internal. He knows what's in the skies and what's in the earth and what's hidden inside the earth. He knows what we show. He knows what we keep. He knows what we hide. وَاللَّهُ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ This is how well He knows you. You know, it's like we're being put under a microscope. You're not hidden from Allah. Your actions, your intentions. أَلَمْ يَأْتِكُمْ has it not reached you? نَبَأُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا The news of those people who disbelieved, مِنْ قَبْلُ Before. Haven't you heard about them? People who disbelieved in Allah? People of Nuh, people of Ad, people of Thamud. What happened to them? When they disbelieved, فَذَاقُوا وَبَالَ أَمْرِهِمْ So they tasted the evil consequence of their matter. وَبَال They tasted the وَبَال وَبَال from the root letters وَوْبَالَامْ Basically, wabal means thiql, heaviness. Wabil is used for heavy rain, with big raindrops. Wabil is used for a food that is heavy on the stomach. And you eat it and you feel full. You feel very heavy. So from this, the word wabal is used for some difficulty or harm that one suffers. Why is it called wabal? Because whatever difficulty or harm you suffer, it's heavy on you. It's heavy on you. It's burdensome. 
So they tasted the wabal, the evil consequence of their matter. Which matter? Their disbelief. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And for them is a painful punishment. So we're being reminded, Allah is watching you. You can't hide from Him. And He has favored you so much that you cannot but obey Him and do what He wants you to do. And when you refuse, what are you doing? Haven't you seen? Don't you know about what happened to the people before you? When they refused to believe in Allah, when they rejected Allah, when they disobeyed Allah, what happened? Did they suffer the consequences? Yes, they did. So haven't you taken any lesson? ذَلِكَ That is so. Meaning, why were they punished? بِأَنَّهُ كَانَتْ تَأْتِيهِمْ رُسُلُهُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ Because their messengers came to them with clear evidences, with proofs, with miracles, convincing arguments. They brought them. فَقَالُوا But these people responded. They said, أَبَشَرٌ يَهْدُونَنَا Is it men who will guide us? Is it Bashar? Who is Bashar? Human being. They said, is it men who are going to guide us? No way. So in other words, they completely ignored the message of the prophets, which were clear and convincing, based on fact and evidence, logical. They rejected the message. They ignored it. They overlooked it. Why? Because of their pride. It's not that the truth didn't make sense to them. It's because they didn't want to accept a human messenger. It was arrogance that prevented them. فَكَفَرُوا So they disbelieved. وَتَوَلَّوا And they turned away. And when they showed such pride, وَاسْتَغْنَ الله. And Allah didn't care. إِسْتَغْنَ اللَّهِ إِسْتَغْنَ غَنِي Who is غَنِي? Someone who is rich. Who is not in need of someone. And إِسْتَغْنَ is to show to someone that you don't need them. So وَاسْتَغْنَ اللَّهِ Allah made it clear that He was not in need of them. Meaning He got rid of them. He didn't care. As Allah says, وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ عَنِ الْعَالَمِينَ You think you're very important? You think you're very special? Well, what are you? You are what Allah made you. You have what Allah gave you. And if you're too arrogant to obey Allah, then what worth do you have? وَاسْتَغْنَ اللَّهَ Allah doesn't need you. Wallahu ghaniyun hamid. And Allah is free of need and praiseworthy. Za'ama alladhina kafaru. Those who disbelieve, they have asserted. Za'ama. Za'ama is to assert, to claim something. And it's also used for lying. So they have claimed, Allay yub'asu, that they shall never be resurrected. This is what they claim. Qul, O Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you say to them, Bala wa Rabbi latub'athunna. You think you're not going to be resurrected? Bala. Of course you will be resurrected. Definitely you will be. Wa, by, I swear, Rabbi, by my Lord, I swear that latub'athunna. Surely, definitely you will be resurrected. And not just brought back to life, but summa latunabba'unna. Then you will definitely be informed. Bima'amiltum of whatever you've done. You'll be recompensed for your deeds. Look at this emphatic response. It's as if the Prophet ﷺ is being encouraged to have confidence. You know when somebody outright refuses, they reject what you believe in, 
don't feel weak over there. Somebody says very arrogantly, I don't believe in God. I don't believe there's resurrection. Don't hide there. Don't feel weak over there. Look at this powerful response. بَلَى وَرَبِّي لَتُبْعَثُنَّ ثُمَّ لَتُنَبَّأُنَّ بِمَا عَمِلْتُمْ وَذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ يَسِيرٌ And that upon Allah is easy. It's not difficult at all. Everything has a consequence. Has a result. You think you can escape? You think you are exempt? So what do we see here? That no matter how much people deny this fact, the fact of resurrection, does the reality change because of their denial? No, it won't change. In Surah Sabah, Ayah 3, Allah says, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَا تَأْتِينَ السَّاعَةِ Those who disbelieve say the hour will not come. قُلْ بَلَى وَرَبِّي لَتَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ Tell them, it will come. Definitely it will come. And it's easy for Allah. In Surah Luqman, Ayah 28, Allah says, مَا خَلْقُكُمْ وَلَا بَعْثُكُمْ إِلَّا كَنَفْسٍ وَاحِدًا You're creating you and resurrecting you. Is nothing except like creating one of you and resurrecting one of you. Meaning, for Allah, it's easy. Whether He has to create one person or billions. Resurrect one person or billions. It's not difficult for Allah. فَآمِنُوا So when you realize Allah's power, and you realize your weakness, your dependence on Allah, what does it mean? What should you do? Believe بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ In Allah and His Messenger. nur And also in the light الَّذِي anzalna, Which we have sent. Which light did Allah send? The Qur'an. Why is the Qur'an called light? Because what does light do? What does light do? It shows you the way. It shows you the way. It lets you know of what is in front of you and where you should go. Otherwise in darkness you wouldn't know. If there's a ditch in front of you or a mountain in front of you or a straight road in front of you, you wouldn't have a clue. You need light. And this is the Qur'an. It is light. And if you don't believe in this light, if you don't use this light, what are you doing? You're going about in darkness. You're going to harm yourself. Life with Qur'an is enlightened. And life without Qur'an is in darkness. وَاللَّهُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ خَبِيرٌ Again, Allah reminds us that Allah is aware of whatever you do. Your actions are not hidden from Him. يَوْمَ يَجْمَعُكُمْ People deny the resurrection? No, it's certain. It will be on the day, يَجْمَعُكُمْ He will gather all of you. When? لِيَوْمِ الْجَمْعِ On the day of Jamr. The day of judgment is called the day of Jamr, the day of assembly. Why is it called the day of assembly? Because everyone will be gathered. The first and the last. People, jinn, animals, وَإِذَا الْوَحُوشُ حُشِرَتْ Everyone. لِيَوْمِ الْجَمْرِ ذَلِكَ يَوْمُ التَّغَابٌ That is the day of تَغَابٌ تَغَابٌ غَيْن بَنُون غَبًا غَبًا is to cause someone to suffer loss or some detriment. Basically in a trade. So in a transaction, one person causes the other to suffer some detriment. So basically, he gains a profit while the other suffers a loss. Why? Because the other was unmindful. He wasn't really paying attention. 
So he got cheated, he got deceived, or he got taken advantage of. So you understand what ghaban is? That one person is gaining and the other is losing. Who is losing? The one who was sleeping. And who is gaining? The one who was alert and clever. You understand? And this is not necessarily through illegal means that you lie to someone. No. You see, when you're making trades, right, or monopoly, right? If you want to be good at monopoly, what do you have to do? You just have to be very smart about what you want to buy and Right? And if you're like, no, 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 I don't want to buy this. I want to buy that, the blue one, the navy blue one. Right? So I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this go. I'm going to let this go. What's going to happen? You're going to lose. So it's about being smart, being clever, being alert, being there, making clever purchases. So غَبَن is فَوْتُ الْحَظْ To lose one's share. Meaning something you could have gotten, but you lost it because you weren't really paying attention. Tagabun Tafa'ul This is mutual gain and loss, meaning one is gaining because the other is losing. You understand? So the day of judgment is the day of Tagabun. The day of deprivation or the day of dispossession. The day when some will gain and others will lose. Why is it called the day of the Ghabun? Because each person has been allotted a spot in Jannah and in Jahannam. And on the day of judgment, when the people of Jannah will make it to Jannah, then they will also take over the places where? That were supposed to be for those who ended up in hellfire and will forever remain in hellfire. So what's happening over here? The people of Jannah are gaining and the people of hell are losing. In this world, there are many injustices. Isn't it? People are oppressed. They are deprived of their rights. They are cheated. They are looted. They are treated unfairly. So on the day of judgment, the oppressed will cause loss to who? To the oppressor. Justice will be established. So يَوْمُ التُّغَابٌ You could say the day of justice. The oppressed will be given their right back. It's also called Yamut Tagabun because on that day, what will happen? Some people will come very rich with a lot of deeds, but they will turn out to be, they will end up being the greatest or the most poor, the greatest muflis, the poorest person the Prophet ﷺ described is who? The one who will come with a heap of good deeds, but he will have wronged so many people. They will come and take his good deeds away. The Prophet ﷺ said, whoever has wronged his brother should ask for his forgiveness. Because in the hereafter, there will be neither dinar nor dirham. He should secure pardon in this life before some of his good deeds are taken and paid to his brother. Or if he has done no good deeds, some of the bad deeds of his brother are taken to be loaded on him in the hereafter. Yamutagabun. It's the day of deprivation. It's the day when some will gain and others will lose. Who do we want to be? And who is it that will gain? The one who was clever, the one who was smart. So how are we living our lives? Are we living them in a conscious way, alert, so that we can gain on the day of judgment? 
وَمَنْ يُؤْمِنْ بِاللَّهِ And whoever believes in Allah, وَيَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا And he does righteous deeds, يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِ Allah will expiate from him his sins, وَيُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ And will admit him into gardens, تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ Underneath which rivers flow, خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Abiding therein eternally, ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ That is the great attainment. So for some there will be loss. Taghabun, deprivation. And for others, not loss, but gain. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And as for those who disbelieve, وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا And deny our verses, أُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ Those are the companions of the fire, خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Abiding therein eternally, وَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ And wretched is the destination. This is the greatest loss. In this world, do we suffer loss? Yes. So many things we gain and then we lose them. We feel like we have been taken advantage of. Allah reminds us of the loss of this world. He says, مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ No disaster strikes إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ Except it is by the permission of Allah. You don't suffer any loss, you don't suffer any problem, except that It was by Allah's will, His permission. What does this mean? What does this mean? It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a coincidence. Allah allowed it to happen. Why? For various reasons. But there is hikmah. This decision of Allah was based on His knowledge and wisdom. He allowed that you should suffer a certain loss. Why? For a certain reason. There was some hikmah, some knowledge behind that. وَمَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ And whoever believes in Allah, he believes that every affliction is by Allah's decree, then what will happen to this person? يَهْدِ قَلْبَهِ Highlight this ayah. Allah will guide his heart. Allah will guide his heart. Where? In the right direction. In the right direction. وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٍ And Allah is knowing of all things. When we are struck by some difficulty, then, you know, the heart goes somewhere. Right? You have certain thoughts, certain feelings in your heart. You could be angry. You could be upset. That loss may make you despair. It may make some people even lose their faith in Allah. It may... make a person get so angry with people that they do and say things which are horrible? Isn't it? Think about it. When is it that we do terrible things? When we have suffered some kind of loss. Right? Like for example, you wanted to watch a movie. You wanted to have some fun. And then what happened? Your mom didn't allow you. Your dad didn't allow you. Or you got busy with some urgent work that had to be done and so you weren't able to have fun. So you're angry. And so what do you do? You say, I'm not having dinner. I'm done. You're angry and you say things that are nasty. Or you bang the door and you throw the dishes in the dishwasher and then you just stomp out the door and you, you're showing anger. Why? Because of some loss that you suffered. Allah says that whoever believes in Allah at the time of difficulty, Allah will guide his heart to the right direction. What is the right direction? Rida. Being pleased with Allah's decree. رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا Acceptance. Embracing the loss. Embracing what has happened. صَبْر 
patience, yaqeen, conviction and certainty in Allah. That yes, this was by Allah. And yes, there is good in this. Yahdi qalba. Allah guides his heart in the right direction. So he has hope in Allah. He doesn't despair. He has hope. And if the heart is guided, then what do you think about the words that this person will say? And the actions that they will do? And the behavior that they will show? Yahdi qalba. Wallahu bi kulli shay'in alim. So what does this mean? That whenever we suffer any kind of loss, any kind of musibah. Musibah is what? Something that hits you. Any hurt, any damage, any detriment, any loss, any deprivation, whatever it may be. Illness, you lost your time, you lost your money, whatever it was. If you remind yourself of who Allah is, if you remind yourself, this is by Allah's permission, you say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Then what will happen? Yahdi qalba. Allah will guide your heart towards sabr. Allah will guide your heart towards contentment. Allah will guide your heart towards satisfaction. And if you don't remind yourself that this was by Allah's decree, then what will happen? Your heart will not be guided. Then you will forever be restless. Then little things will bother you. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said, that this is the one who, when some trial afflicts him, he remains pleased. And he understands that it is from Allah. So there will be good in it. So what does this tell us? We see that no person is exempt from hardships, right? So the only way of surviving those hardships is how? How? Believing in Allah. If you believe in Allah, you'll accept whatever has happened. You'll have patience. You'll have the motivation to continue. You'll have hope. And if your heart is guided, you are guided. Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Because getting angry with Allah, what is that going to do to you? Rasul, Obey the Messenger. Accept good advice. فَإِن تَوَلَّيْتُمْ But if you turn away, فَإِنَّمَا عَلَى رَسُولِنَا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ Then upon our Messenger is only the duty to convey clearly. Many times it happens that when a person suffers some loss, he gets upset with Allah and he distances himself from the deen. But this is not going to benefit. Allahu la ilaha illahu. Allah, there is no deity except Him. And upon Allah, let the believers rely. This is what will bring you contentment. Knowing what? Knowing Allah, la ilaha illahu. Asma bint Umais, she said that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to me, shall I not teach you phrases which you can utter at times of distress? When you're worried, when you're anxious, when you're hurt, when you're sad? She said, yes. And he said, say, Allahu, Allahu Rabbi, la ushriku bihi shay'a. Allah, Allah, my Lord, I don't associate anything with Him. This will bring you sabr. In a hadith we learn that what we should say at the time of distress is Allahul Musta'an, Allahumma sabran wa ala Allahi tuklan. Allahul Musta'an, Allah is the one whose help is sought. Allahumma sabran, O Allah gives sabr. Wa ala Allahi tuklan. And upon Allah is all reliance. We trust in Allah. 
We trust. We have faith in Him. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Because this is tawakkul, right? You realize that this happened by Allah's will. My Lord, who is He? The one true God. Al-Hakim, Al-Alim. So if He sent this my way, there's got to be a reason. It's got to be good for me. And so I trust Him that He will mend my affairs. He will bring good from this loss. He will give me something through this painful situation. I trust in Him. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ And so, with this faith, a person survives the trials of this world, the difficulties and the hardships of this world. He doesn't give up, rather he continues. And now sometimes those hardships are from who? Those who are closest to us. Our beloved family members. And that is what we will see in the following verses, insha'Allah. Very important verses. Let's listen to the recitation. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Yusabbihu lillahi ma fis samawati wa ma fil ardi lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadeer هو الذي خلقكم فمنكم كافر ومنكم مؤمن والله بما تعملون بصير خلق السماوات والأرض بالحق وصوركم فأحسن صوركم وإليه المصير يعلم ما في السماوات والأرض ويعلم ما تسرون وما تعلنون والله عليم بذات الصدور ألم يأتكم نبأ الذين كفروا من قبل فذاقوا وبال أمرهم ولهم عذاب أليم ذلك بأنه كانت تأتيهم رسلهم بالبينات فقالوا فقالوا أبشر يهدوننا فكفروا وتولوا واستغنى الله والله غني حميد زعم الذين كفروا أن يبعثوا قل بلى وربي لتبعثن ثم لتنبأن بما عملتم وذلك على الله يسير فآمنوا بالله ورسوله والنور الذي أنزلنا والله بما تعملون خبير يوم يجمعكم ليوم الجمع ذلك يوم التغاب ومن يؤمن بالله ويعمل صالحا يكفر عنه سيئاته ويدخله جنات وَيُدْخِلْهُ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ 
وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا وَكَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا أُولَئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا وَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ مَا أَصَابَ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ وَمَن يُؤْمِن بِاللَّهِ يَهْدِ قَلْبَهُ وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ وَأَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولَ فَإِن تَوَلَّيْتُمْ فَإِنَّمَا عَلَى رَسُولِنَا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينُ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُوَ وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ